0: welcome to the very first edition of a little bit of bad advice i'm your host darian james We're recording today with my very good friend chuck
1: hey what's going on everyone
0: we got a lot of topics to cover tonight so i'm going to go ahead and get right into it first thing that i do want to get into is saying thank you to uh, anybody who has taken the time out to listen to this recording i really appreciate it a lot of hard work going into this and uh a lot of things, exciting things.
1: Many more to come.
0: Mm-hmm. Many more exciting podcasts to come on the way during this uh, podcast season. But um, football's finally back. But uh, yeah, so the the first thing I did want to get into is the crazy retirement of Andrew Luck. <laughs> Dude, My God.
1: I was just sitting at the, I was sitting there playing music bingo, and all of a sudden that thing like flashes across the bottom of the screen. And I was like, "What the hell?" I don't,
0: I don't think I've seen any athlete do that in my lifetime.
1: No, did he like suited up for the game? I think too, and then just like <laughs> out of nowhere, just like, no, nah, I'm done." Just kidding.
0: <laughs> Apparently, I read that um, he was actually supposed to do the press conference the day after, and somebody somebody leaked it that he was going to retire that night during the game. So he actually like like, yeah man, there was like a reporter like pretty much uh, leaked the news early, so he had to pretty much do that press conference like right then. That's why he was uh, still on the sideline talking to everybody. Dang. Yeah, man, it was man ruining everything right there. Yeah, somebody (laughs) had the whole thing planned too. He did, honestly. They they said like especially during the press conference, it, it really seemed like this was something that he had been planning to do for a while. Like it was it was really on his mind to do. So I mean I don't I can't blame him, man, honestly. Dude, football football's a rough sport, man. Like Yeah, it, it, I
1: mean it's you, you tore you tore his rotator cuff. <laughs> um had a large like a lacerated like spleen or something. Mm-hmm. Like rolled his ankle again like it's it's a lot in your body and to do that every day
0: and I, I'm i also I'm also one that I, I feel like being educated is important in some sense and now that now that a lot of these athletes know that the harm that the, the game causes to their body. Not like not that they didn't know before, you know, because obviously we have way more violent sports than football. You know, we have MMA and boxing and, and different right. things like that. So, I mean, obviously we're aware of the, the conditions that go to go to, uh, you know, the blows to your head and everything, yeah. but, but yeah, it's man, not even I,
1: just your head though. Like yeah, true. in his case, it's his true. arm, his, ankle now and i really feel like the ankle was one of those like injuries that never goes away oh 100 man like once you once you roll that thing or once you sprain it like you'll feel that like until you're like 85
0: i've rolled my ankle so many times over the years playing ball and like and like dude i feel that like every morning like now especially like sometimes sometimes i'll wake up and i step on it and i feel like it's gonna give out dude yeah like I, i put a lot of pressure like on the front my ankle will pop like every time yeah man it's it's not it's not really a good look yeah, but was, um it's crazy though so we're moving we're going to move into pretty much the core content of the show which is um, fantasy related so we'll start off with I know I know you were telling me like you just finished a draft so how did how did everything go with that
1: I mean uh, I took some risky picks for sure <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy with my team. I mean, who'd you get? So first off, I got I had number one pick in the draft.
0: Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so I went with Saquon the, first. The the gift and the curse. The I gift mean, and, yeah, for sure. That's the, gift and the curse. Yeah, that's um, that's a pretty good pick, man. I mean, you you definitely like. I'm pretty sure that's what I would go with if I had the first pick.
1: Yeah, and I mean he like he proved himself last year for sure so i feel i definitely feel comfortable with doing it i mean Wow well, the giants kind of figured out their offensive line the last like five weeks of the season mm-hmm. they figured out like the good like like the good chemistry with them so i feel like he'll <laughs> have at least the same the same year if not better now that he has a year of experience under his belt
0: so what i think you also got to look at if Evan Ingram comes back healthy and then you already have Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard coming back um do you yes, have another do you have another uh young receiver last year?
1: Yeah, I mean especially like uh when Golden Tate comes back and then I know I just read actually that um Sterling Shepard is going to be good to go for week 1. So, oh, nice. And then if Evan if Evan Ingram can stay healthy, that'll definitely open up cuz Evan Ingram's a
0: weapon. <laughs> oh he's he's nasty, bro. He's easily yeah. he's easily a top top tier tight end. Yeah, for sure. I mean it's just his it's just his health. That's gonna be the question for him. So being that being that you are a good Giants fan, or not a good Giants fan, but rather a lifelong diehard Giants fan. I feel like, like, like I like you have like to, to this fan to be a Giants I mean, fan. <laughs> I mean that's that's not necessarily you could sell out. A lot of people do, but you know, I, I've always appreciated that you you've stayed loyal to the Giants as I've to the Steelers because I, yeah. I kind of I kind of feel like it's hard to to stay loyal to a team that does some interesting things from time to time. Yeah, we'll definitely call them uh, questionable decisions sometimes. Well, I, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's <laughs> makes some questionable <laughs> decisions all the time, man. I, right. I feel like you. We um, signed
1: Odell to a ninety five year. 95 million dollar like contract and then trade him away yeah you know, I, things things happen
0: We'll we'll have to we'll have to touch on that <laughs> um on um, you know in a, a few weeks conversation s- <laughs> yeah hold up dude, the, the, we could we could have a whole podcast about that we could um, Odell and his drama but we could touch on real quick too since um how do you feel about daniel jones and i mean do you do you think that say like you know you guys get off to a rough start do you think they should him in or I want him to start week four, um, in the preseason. I want to see how he plays
1: against uh first string defenses before really answering that question. I mean, fair. fair enough, because I mean, a lot of people like to blame Eli, but he's not the whole problem of the Giants. Our offensive line is hot garbage. Um, I'll agree. Our defense won't help the offense, I'm too, because I mean. You can't like you can't expect him to put up 35 40 points a game every single game and like I feel like a lot of momentum sometimes comes from your defense getting turnovers Sacking the quarterback, you know like I, all that kind I, of stuff like it's momentum too and we don't have that at all except now we've, we've got Saquon He's kind of like an electrifying player it gives like a big boost
0: to our offense unless unless the NFL changes drastically like I, I, I can't see like I can't see it becoming like college football, man. Like, like I, I really, I really think because of I'll say like the uniqueness of Patrick Mahomes, like yeah. he, he's, he's gonna do what Steph Curry did for the NBA to the NFL, and be and like if he stays healthy, like his skill set is just so unique that it's really one of those issues that. Like you know, it's a copycat league, and that and that works for and that works for both. So people get it confused to where like as you were saying, like do the team a team is built on being a team. Like so, when you have pe- like people who change the game, like players who change the game, then that's where you have oh well, like that's the future, like that's how it's mm-hmm. supposed to be, and like people forget to actually like build the team and make it better piece by piece. But like you were saying, like. And I agree with you, man. I, I I haven't seen like Eli makes bad decisions, but I've never watched Eli, and he hasn't looked like uh, Peyton Manning did or his brother did in like the his final year, to where it was like, oh man, his arm is his arm is trash. Like, I mean, I don't I don't ever think that Eli was like Peyton Manning in the sense of being that like a, uh, like a terrific downfield thrower, but yeah, I mean. That's still. He's, that's he's still made a his rep. throws,
1: but Eli is not like. A, I mean, he's definitely. I feel like he's definitely lost some accuracy. But at the same point, I feel like a lot of his passes were f- trying to be forced.
0: Well, I also, I also believe that um, throwing the deep ball is really one of those things that if you play too much Madden, like you think, you think like, oh man, like, well, he can't throw the deep ball. Like, yeah. that's a that's a knock-on. And It's like, dude, does Tom Brady throw the deep ball a lot? Like, no, because realistically, that's a terrible pass. <laughs> like, that's a terrible pass unless your dude is wide open. And you... And yeah. you what were we going to say, bro?
1: No, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, like, if you have a player running on the field like Tyreek Hill and you have Patrick Mahomes with, like, a freaking missile launcher, then... Yeah, you can throw the deep ball, (laughs) but like if you have like a normal receiver with like a Tom Brady kind of arm like you don't need to throw the deep ball. Mm -hmm. There's so many other options that you can do because the whole point of the game is to not like it's to move the ball and kill time at the same time. I feel like that's how old school football was at
0: least. No, you're 100% correct, man. I mean, it's part of the strategy of the game. Like you want to you want to be putting up points and then you want to also kill the clock. You want to
1: put up points and minimize the time the other team has to put up points. I mean, you, go ahead, sorry.
0: No, I was, no, I was just was saying you're correct. I mean, you're you're min, you're minimizing the probability of a mistake like by advancing the ball that way and planning and planning your cuz I mean more than likely, the 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 more time of possession that you have, that you're gonna win the game, especially especially when you're playing a top tier quarterback, a top five quarterback, especially, and right. you know you don't want you don't want their the ball to be in their hands with the game on the line, nope. and and it's <laughs> you know four under four minutes is <laughs> like it's not a good not a good look. So, it's like
1: the worst thing that you can do is give the ball to Aaron Rodgers. Or Tom Brady with two minutes left and three timeouts, But you're gonna lose that game. Yeah,
0: nah, nine out of ten a, times you're gonna lose what, that game. That's what Same we call for Ben too. A mistake. Right. Yeah. No, I'm a hundred. Ben. Ben. Ben is a hundred percent a top five quarterback. Like I. I. He is again like what I would say. Uh, unique. Just because he's he's just so big, man. Like and. That that's really something that you know Brady Brady is also older, but you know and Rodgers is also not built like that. Like it, it's just it's like a physical struggle to try to pull down Big Ben. Like I, I've seen so many like six nine defensive tackles try to do it, and he just shrugs them off and like just makes it just makes a throw. Like he didn't expend any energy at all. Um, yeah, and but I mean that's how he's built his name, you know. Uh, the I think Nicole, I'm big Ben for nothing. So no for sure. I mean, I, I I'm just I'm a I'm a big proponent of building your team around what you got like and that's something, you know I've always admired even though I am a you know, obviously like a, a Steelers fan um, that is it is something I've always admired about the Patriots Because <clears throat> I just I just admire their precision that they build their team with and just how it's built like a like a, a system Around like just working, just working around moving parts, working around the quarterback.
1: I mean, and it is a system. You can put any person in there, and
0: Belichick makes it work. And that's how you know it's good. Yeah, that's how you know it's thought it's out, planned out. <laughs> yeah. So, how did the the rest of your draft go,
1: dude? I want I want to get your opinion on it. It was interesting. You want me to read you uh, my picks in order? Sure. Or, all right, so. Round 1 I got I mean I had the first pick. I got Saquon. Mm-hmm. And then I got Tyreek Hill. Okay. And Antonio Brown in third round.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting
1: choice. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying this league is the best league, but I feel pretty confident about it. <laughs> and then I got Adam Thielen, Melvin Gordon, Evan Ingram. And then I went ahead and got a defense. I got Chicago's defense and I got Big Ben in round 8, which I thought was a pretty it Was a pretty good, pretty good deal. Um, got Joe Mixon, AJ Green, uh, Luke Kuechly, because we have uh, three defensive player slots.
0: Oh, nice, man! I like the yeah. defensive leagues.
1: Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I <clears throat> uh, went ahead and got Derrick Henry, Bobby Wagner. <laughs> took a chance with Philip Lindsay. And then I got Blake Martinez, the linebacker for the the Packers. He generally is a tackle
0: machine. So um, he did he did well last year, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, yeah, him and Bobby Wagner do well pretty much every year. They're tackle machines, man. They're always on the ball. So I feel comfortable having them on my team every year. It's like two points a tackle. So they get eight tackles. That's 16 points. Bobby, Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is a hoss. Dude, he's a monster. (laughs) He's like, he's the guy like you see in a dark alley and you run the other way.
0: Pretty much. That's, that's pretty much how I feel about most NFL players though. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a pretty, I feel like I'm a pretty decently sized guy, but most of those dudes outweigh me by a smooth, like 50 to a hundred pounds of muscle. (laughs) Yes, uh, Exactly which is this second that can and they can run pretty much just as fast as I can so
1: bro you have people like Aaron Darnold yeah that's that's like scary scary individual what how how much does he weigh like 275 he's he weighs
0: (laughs) enough yeah I think it's a I think it's a little bit closer to 300 but again he weighs like enough to for me to be scared of him if I was a quarterback yeah, and I mean, he, dude,
1: he's just a freaking hoss. And then I ended up with. Um, so you felt I, confident I got, with
0: that team? or?
1: I mean, if it, I mean, I got like Kenyon, Drake, and Kareem Hunt as my very last pick. Just because you never know.
0: I can always drop them. Well, Kareem, dude, that Kareem Hunt pick could be crucial, depending on.
1: It could, a lot of my, I feel like I made like a risky, like, risky draft here. With Melvin Gordon, D.J. Green,
0: and Kareem Hunt. Well, that's actually kind of a good segue into uh, the topic of why we draft the teams the way that we do, um, and how we do it. Is there is there any particular way that where you kind of like just feeling out the draft, or what like why exactly did you draft the team that you did?
1: I made. what I felt like was the best pick possible in that round. Um, obviously I look at, you know, who I have, like what bye week they have and stuff like that. But I'm going to pick people that may not be what I need at that time, but that's the best pick that I can make at that moment. Cause you can always trade. Um, so I mean like so I mean (laughs) like my first three picks were Saquon Tyreek and Antonio Brown well that's like pretty much all my wide receivers right there and I got Adam Thielen after that so I picked three wide receivers in a row but I felt like Adam Thielen had a monster like had a pretty monster year I feel like he had what 10 straight games of 100, 100 receiving yards in
0: him I believe it was Adam Thielen's a monster dude
1: Yeah. And so, like, I didn't need Adam Thielen because I feel like I have pretty, two pretty, like, top tier wide receivers. But he was better than me picking, like, a Melvin Gordon or, like, a second, third tier running back at that time. I wouldn't pick
0: Melvin Gordon anyway, personally. I never have until this year. I've, I've had him. He's a great, he's been a great fantasy player. I, I just, I'll never. I'll never pick somebody holding out again after fantasy uh, after Le'Veon last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not banking on him, but he's there. Like, if I want him, and he stops holding out, you know, well, it's one of those that but I. Feel you're like also
0: playing in the league to where you have like a, a fair amount of depth. So exactly too,
1: <laughs> and I knew I could get. I knew I could get someone like Philip Lindsay, Kenyon Drake, Joe Mixon to replace him. Or like to suffice until he gets there, if he does. So it's not really hurting me too much because I feel like my team is pretty stacked at this moment. And I think like Mark Ingram's still available. Like I don't think anyone drafted him. So even if I wanted to, I can go pick him
0: up. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm also not saying that was a bad pick either. Oh no, I know
1: i know it's just one of those personal people that you would stay away from
0: yeah i i avoid i avoid things like the plague i i'm really i really go off of the fool me once type of protocol when it comes to drafting yeah um yeah man i i did a draft uh i want to say it was like almost a week ago now which the guy that i'm playing against um, the first week is kind of regretting because he he drafted Andrew Luck and Melvin. Gordon. <laughs> no <laughs> so way! He's, yeah, he's hating his life right now. He's not man he's not happy. Who did you get on your team? So one thing I wanted to say before I got into that was one man I noticed like running backs were flying off the board this year. Like I don't know how it was in your draft, but running backs and receivers were pretty much by the third round all gone in my league like it was it was it was slim pickings like so, somebody did anybody draft Mahomes in the first round in your league
1: uh, in the first round uh, off the top of my head I don't remember um, Oh okay Um yeah somebody drafted Mahomes I, so no he didn't go in the first round he I'm trying to look at the
0: he went in the third round he was a third pick in the third round Okay, so yeah, he went sixth in my league.
1: <laughs> Dang, see that's oh, that's too high for me to get a quarterback. I I don't I care. I agree.
0: I agree. Um, Barkley did go first in my league though. So, like I said, I I I pretty much would have probably went that way as well. Um, but I, so I went. Uh, I got Juju Smith-Schuster in the first round. That's um, not a bad pick. Yeah, bro. I um, obviously, you know, I'm a Steelers fan, but I, I kind of feel like he is gonna get his targets. Maybe not necessarily. Uh, I don't I don't really know if he'll duplicate what he did he did in yards last year. I actually have him like having a major reduction in yards. I think he. I don't think he's gonna even get a thousand. Um, really?
1: Why? Why do you think that?
0: Uh, I just honestly believe Pittsburgh is going to go more back to our traditional offense. I think we're going to go more towards a run heavy type of offense that relies on the defense to make plays because I like I just even watching us in preseason, um, we were playing like even like last preseason. I've watched, I've watched a few of our games, like our receivers have played well, but obviously, it's not a real test because it's not the real season for one. Yeah, it's pretty but scary. the the other thing is, is like it is just we lost. We went from Antonio Brown to Dante Moncrief, which isn't necessarily saying that Dante Moncrief isn't talented because he is. I mean, just even off of the athleticism, he's talented. But he's not Antonio Brown like you just you don't go from that type of production to a different type of production and still think you're going to run the same type of it's like it's like putting a pinto engine in a corvette like yeah like you can still you're you can still <laughs> yeah. drive like but you're not going to be going like 0 to 60 in like less than 2 seconds flat like it might yeah. take a little it might take a little bit for you to get that giddy up so um like I said I I think I still think Juju just because of the way the offense is built and number one receivers generally do get their targets. And I also think I also believe like they're not going to move him out of the slot. Um or he'll play he'll still play like quite a bit in the slot. So I think he's going to get his targets there as well. Um so I think like I said I, I think he's going to be a good especially fantasy receiver. Um but I don't think I don't think the offense like, I've been through less than 4,000 yards, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm not saying that our team won't obviously do better than we did last year and make the playoffs, but I, I really think that's going to be heavily reliant on our defense um, because, I mean, AB, A-B wasn't the reason. Big Ben led the league in interceptions last year. Like, I mean, that that's based on the quarterback. Like, the quarterback makes the decision to throw the ball like, and in if, in if year, what is he, like, 15 or 16, like, you're still saying that the receivers are running the wrong routes all the time or, you know, like, it's necessarily your fault that you're throwing in a double coverage, triple coverage, then you you can clearly throw it to someone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get that. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Juju moving to a number one, though, he's not going to, I feel like he'll do equivalent or less than what he did last year. I agree with you.
0: Well, one thing, like, I noticed uh, when I was looking at the stats from even when Le'Veon left our team, like, you know, the coverage the coverage didn't change from AB. Like, it still was the same, but it was just, like, all, like, literally almost the identical set of yards that uh, Le'Veon had, which was around six 700, like, all went to Juju like they yeah. almost they almost all went to Juju and some went to vince mcdonald um so for me, I'm also looking at okay are they gonna is is juju gonna get like one like single coverage, or is it you know is he gonna get double coverage triple coverage you know what i mean it yeah I, I
1: mean that makes a big difference for sure,
0: so I don't know, we'll see um but so second round i I picked uh Tyree kill like like I was saying, I picked him like you. Um third round I got Zach Ertz. Hmm. That's not a um, bad pick. Zach Ertz went third in my
1: draft too. In the third in the third round? Third round, yeah. He's a I mean he's a target machine <laughs> for a tight end. I
0: just I just know there's literally like five or six tight ends that I would feel confident drafting. Mm-hmm. Um and he was easily like like I was saying in my draft, like everybody was gone. Like even, even by the t- cause I was also 10th out of 11. So I didn't necessarily get the prime selection of picks, but I tried to make it work um, yeah. when I had my picks. So, uh, fourth round, I picked Matt Ryan, uh, fifth round. I got David Montgomery. Um, okay. yeah, I was, re- I've been reading a lot of good things about him out of, out of the, uh, camp in Chicago, man. Apparently, he's impressing a lot of people. And seeing that Tyreek Cohen uh, is more of like a passing down back and he's not really going to be like an inside the tackles kind of guy, I'm like, right. I, feel, I feel feel confident if he stays healthy. Um, and Chicago, to me, has a pretty good offense. I think they'll definitely have a decent offense this year. Um, yeah. So then uh, sixth round, I went with James White. Uh, seventh round, I, I got Baker Mayfield as a backup quarterback. Okay. Um, and then I got Tevin Coleman. After that, in round eight, Justin Tucker. Um, I got Tyrell Williams because I'm like, if Derek Carr can even be a shell of that almost <laughs> that, that MVP season that he had, yeah. that almost that almost MVP season that he had, I'm like ab is going to be demanding coverage and tyrell williams is going to get his um what about amari is where's amari now i honestly alice that's right yeah he went way earlier though like yeah he was he was literally one of those like i wanted to get tyler lockett honestly yeah but um he went early so did this uh so did mark ingram but yeah, so after Tyrell Williams, I went with uh, Kyle Rudolph. Um, funny enough, Tom Brady didn't even go to round twelve in my league, which I kind of laughed about that. I was like, "Man, that's kind of kind of disrespect." But <laughs> that's just, that's just he rude. went. He went. He went after Lamar Jackson. That's how. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Just just smacking him in the... Um, Dang, I mean, I know he's old, but shoot. So all the... Yeah, I'll just kind of stop there because all the other picks are kind of insignificant. But yeah, man, I, I, felt, <laughs> I felt... I felt like, you know, which was kind of one thing I wanted to touch on. You know, it's kind of it's kind of rough when you don't have like the prime draft position. And I'm not necessarily talking about like first... Um, What's your favorite position to draft in? Your favorite, like,
1: you know, give or take a slot or two. Probably ten team draft, we'll say.
0: I like the middle man. Like, I, I, yeah, I feel too. like, I feel like, you know, four through sixth is, um, I, don't know, I, feel, I just feel like it's a good because even like you know when you're doing the snake draft, like, I, I feel like your turn, your turn comes around more frequent. Like, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it
1: definitely does. It's it's you're it's consistent. You're not yeah. like number one. You get number one, then you got to wait for two through ten to go, and then you got to wait for or ten ten through back down to one.
0: I definitely so, feel like I've had better years too when I've drafted in the middle.
1: It's I also work to draft at number one and have a good year. Because, like, once you like, I feel like the most important picks for your draft come in the middle. And if you're getting skipped over, like, that's a lot of people that you're getting skipped over (laughs) in those middle rounds there.
0: Well, I also feel like, I don't know if you feel this way as well, but I feel like um, when I first started playing fantasy football, there actually used to be clear cut number ones. Like, when you picked the number one guy, like, you were like, dude, this dude's about to ball. Like
1: Oh yeah, like AP back in the day. Yeah. And like freaking um like early Aaron Rodgers, like like young Aaron Rodgers. Clinton Portis, like all them. Yeah.
0: Definitely definitely used to be um quite yeah. like quite a quite a few oh, yeah. uh fantasy studs.
1: Now I feel like the top like if you pick anyone in like the top like what maybe We'll say like maybe the top like number one through five or something like that. Like mm. I feel like you're
0: you're fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure, bro. I I really don't even um like that's one thing. That's one thing. Like especially when I'm drafting now, I I really just try to go with how things are going. Um, I don't really I don't really necessarily try to be like all right, well you know you know, this guy's going or like, oh, these guys are going. I, I really just try to... Because especially uh one thing I try to take account of is this like how the scoring works. Cause I don't know if I don't know if you play in any leagues where like the scoring's kind of funky. Um but, you know, I've played in a few leagues. Like one league I like the one league I play in is like the quarterback almost gets penalized more than, you know, the running backs and the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously like Like I was saying, my ESPN league is like that. So um, all the running backs and wide receivers went early. But then other leagues I'm playing in, everybody's kind of equal. So like the one league I played with my dad last year, man, I I didn't draft that well at all. But it was also because that was the first time that I was playing in a league like that, and it had like two running backs, two wide receivers. Um, So I I really had no strategy towards drafting like that. Like this year, this year I definitely – I'm going to have a better a better approach going into that
1: oh. and that's what it is man it's like you gotta not only know like the league and your slots and PPR not PPR but you also have to know who you're drafting with for sure and you have to kind of like follow the draft or because like one thing that I kind of did when I drafted was I kind of set the tone for the draft I feel like 100% in certain, in certain aspects.
0: Yeah, first pick always
1: does. Yeah. But it was even in like a later round that I did that too when I came back up as number, like I came back number one and then like I had my like, like fifth round pick or whatever as number one or as number 31 or 10 or whatever the hell. But then, like, I came back and like I picked a defense. No one else had picked a defense yet. Then everyone started picking defense and defensive players because I did that. So it was kind of cool, like setting the tone for the draft, like in a
0: sense, or setting a tone for the next few rounds at least. No, I, hundred I percent know what you're talking about, man. That's, that's just being a good drafter. Like, <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta know what you need when you need it. A hundred percent. Like, I, I. I I feel like that's important. um and that that just kind of goes to me like the best the best drafters. like when I play with my dad, like all those guys are they like they know football and like they're serious about it. So like, you know, kind of like I was mentioning earlier, like I didn't have any situations to where you know people don't necessarily draft somebody. like people will slide because it's like, everybody knows about their off-the-field stuff. And, you yeah. know, that's that's something that I always pay attention to. I always try to tell people to pay attention to. Melvin, like the Melvin Gordon situation is a little unique because I personally don't think he's going to sit out the whole season because um, I, I thought it was stupid for Le'Veon to do it. But that's just my personal opinion because um, I'm poor. And I also, I can't, have, the idea of giving up $15 million for any reason is like a terrible decision. Um, but I still respect what he was doing. But I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But uh yeah, I I really just I really just try to avoid people I feel like are gonna get themselves in in some type of trouble. But you know, generally generally you don't really see that as often. And I and I also kinda feel like the media media's kinda been um overhyping a lot of the off the field stuff just because they can, and that's just the culture now. Um, but you know, I I really I really just I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next few drafts. Um Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I don't know get, how many more you got to go.
1: I got about four, five more to go.
0: Oh, I got. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah, I got about three or four as well.
1: It's just like, I mean, I feel like it gets better as it goes on, but it's always going to be different because you're always with different people, different scoring settings. Like you have to take all that into account. So, Are you,
0: do you, well, speaking of scoring settings, do you, do you like playing in PPR or standard better? I know, I know most people I talk to like playing in PPR. Um, I, I like PPR. playing in PPR. Yeah, me too, man.
1: Just because like it adds like a whole nother dimension. Like some people like I always like bring it back to like Danny Woodhead like mm-hmm. he was to me he was irrelevant in standard role. leagues <laughs> yeah he was irrelevant in standard leagues almost but like a PPR league comes up and the dude is balling so it, it takes that into account too like it takes people like Saquon like Christian McCaffrey like it helps them like so much um, and it helps the people who draft them high a lot too
0: I, oh. I mean, I, I also b- believe that also correlates to the their actual on the field like contributions, and I, I think that's another reason I like PPR a little bit better because it's like all that stuff matters, and I, and I feel like standard kind of takes that away. I mean, it makes it, it a little bit harder, but yeah, I mean, it,
1: it does matter though because like if you're, I mean. To me it honestly it drives up running back stock so much too for like a Camara. Like I mean Camara's gonna go high anyways. So I guess maybe like a
0: Philip Lindsay. Back. He gets a lot of receptions. He does. And he's a pretty good running back, man. I, I, I would have drafted him this year if I had the chance.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean in twenty eighteen he had what, like, I I don't even I don't even know off the top of my head, but yeah, maybe like I don't, I don't even know how many receptions. It was like thirty-five receptions and a touchdown, and he didn't even play that much till like half the year. <laughs> so, well, their
0: their coaching situation is generally a mess. So, I
1: mean, it's straight like it's a straight dumpster fire. But I mean, people like Kenyon Drake, like it makes it would make me want to draft Kenyon Drake
0: or. Philip Lindsay a lot higher because, because they get those receptions. So would you actually draft, um, somebody from the Dolph- like the dolphins this year? I'm, I didn't know if there's any like teams or anybody that you're actually avoiding or.
1: I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, I'm, I'm avoiding the Colts.
0: Said so he had 30, 35 receptions last
1: year. 35 receptions. Yeah. Um, I think it was though. somewhere around it's there. 31. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm definitely gonna. I mean, I'm avoiding. I mean, like T Y Hilton. I used to love drafting him with Luck. That was a, such a good combo. You don't
0: trust Purset?
1: No. <laughs> he's not a. He's definitely not a bad quarterback, but he's not Andrew Luck to T Y. Like they don't. They don't have the chemistry. I'm, I'm avoiding Odell this year. I'm not, I'm not going to draft him for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that whole Browns experiment's gonna hold out. I I mean,
1: in in the end, man, like let's be real, it's the Browns. They're gonna find a way to mess it up. <laughs> I
0: don't know, man. I they're, they're, they I, have. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll lose first round. If they but. make the playoffs, that I feel like that would be enough. Be, just just because, man, that that franchise has been so bad for so long.
1: Or right. what they'll do is they'll be like, if we win this game, we go to the playoffs and then lose. Typical Browns fashion. They'll miss a field goal. The snap will get fumbled. Something, you know. Yeah, bro. We'll see, man. I mean, obviously, you know, I, they have a good shot, though, this year. They're playing. Sure. Like I mean, Nick it. Chubb, Jarvis, Odell they have talent. Yeah, Baker Mayfield slinging it. Like David Njoku, who, in my opinion, is very underrated, but he's a pretty good tight end
0: in my opinion. Oh, 100% man. I I just I just think it's again how well they play down the stretch. I mean, you you never you never actually know how, yeah, exactly. It it is it is exactly that a marathon. Like and football is just so unpredictable with all the different variables of how things are going to turn out. So are you, is there any people or teams you're staying away from this year just out of curiosity? I mean, pretty, pretty much, I, I, there are some interesting teams that I, I feel like could, especially in fantasy football, provide a lot of value. Like obviously like, you know, Kyler Murray and mm-hmm. um, like a few of those other guys, but yeah.
1: I mean, I, and the Kyler Dolphins. Murray could help David Johnson so much too.
0: Yeah. It's like I said, fantasy, fantasy wise, um, I I think they could they could be like a, a very good duo this year I I also just I don't know man I don't like people with injury history like so they're like just even by that standard there's a lot of teams that I'm staying away from like yeah for sure uh I just I've been burned by it too many times when I've seen other other players play more consistent so mm-hmm. like my like I like Michael Thomas like, it seems like he's been calling oh, yeah, for, sure. for a few years now. So Dude, uh, there's one guy <laughs> that
1: really really comes to mind that what? used to really piss you off with injuries.
0: <laughs> Who? Keenan Mal- Allen. Um <laughs> Him and dude. Dude. Him and Melvin Gordon, man. Melvin Cor- Melvin Gordon was another one that would always be hurt when I drafted him. I had yeah. him I had him like two two or three years. But
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um I just
1: remember you just getting so mad all the time for, like, oh, like damn, Keenan Allen got hurt again.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's just it's just the one it's just the one thing like you can't account for, but you You know, man, we've been we've been. But he's so good too, which is the the crappy thing, man. Well, you know, all these guys are good, man, and I think I think that's the one thing that is so disappointing about fantasy is majority of the time. You know, you're draft you're always drafting like the top of the league. Like you're never drafting, you know, the fullback from <laughs> or like, you know, just hey, some... if
1: it was Mike Allstott, I'd draft him. Dude.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But Mike, um Mike All, no, I'm the Mike Allstott is a boss, bro. Dude Like to I love I loved watching back. him play for the Bucks. Yeah, for sure. Um, nah man, I, I was I was just gonna say, um so, before we move into the next portion of the show, uh, I know one one thing I've heard quite a few times just from different people is, uh, you know, people get too wrapped up in fantasy when they're watching the NFL games and, you know, they're too hard on the players when they don't come through. Uh, mm-hmm. Just different, you know, different things like that. For sure. Uh, do you actually feel like fantasy m- makes watching the NFL better or do you feel like it detracts from the experience?
1: I feel like um man that's kind of a tough question like cuz you want you you want your players and your team to do well especially if you put money into it but it's not the point of the NFL <laughs> like when I'm watching when I'm watching football like you know I'm cheering for my players but I'll always cheer for my team no matter what there's mm-hmm. been plenty of years when I've had Ezekiel Elliott like I need him to have a to go off and have like a huge game because one of my other players didn't perform well or something like that, and they're playing against the Giants. And I'm just like, hmm, you know, do I want Zeke to do well or do not want the Giants to win? And every single time, I want the Giants to win. But if the Cowboys ever gain one yard against the Giants, I hope it's from Zeke. I mean, it makes it. I feel like it makes the NFL like. I feel like it brings more people to watch the NFL because of fantasy football. Because there, I feel like there's a lot of people who like numbers, who do all kinds of stuff that would never watch NFL if it wasn't for the fantasy aspect of it. I agree. And that's just that's just like... And I mean, I'm, I'm someone who likes stats. I'm someone who keeps up with them. I memorize them fairly well. And I mean... Like it's so much fun to talk to people about, and there's people that I talk to that are like oh yeah i didn't i I would never watch the game if it wasn't for like Just Antonio fantasy. Brown that was playing, yeah, and it's like, you know, I follow my team, but I don't really follow a team, like I follow my fantasy team, but I don't really follow a a NFL team or I like this NFL team because I had Antonio Brown on my fantasy squad one year and he did really well. So I like the Steelers or the Raiders now or whatever. But like, I feel like it, it makes the NFL as long as like you're an NFL fan and you keep your root of your team. I feel like it makes the whole experience better because it brings more people in that wouldn't normally be in.
0: No, I agree. I, I definitely only only think it's positive things for the uh, for the NFL. I definitely think playing fantasy opened up um, my perspective on how I watch the game, and on top of that, I, I don't know, man. I I, I just kind of feel like like one thing I like because uh, I also play fantasy baseball. So like, kind of like you were saying, like when you're rooting against people that play your team. Like I just I have so many situations in fantasy baseball to where I'll have a pitcher that I need to pitch well, but I also have a hitter that he's pitching against,
1: yeah, so
0: <laughs> but then like one thing I realized like is oh well, you know what's gonna happen is what's gonna happen, so like you don't have any control of it at the same time, exactly, so that that kind of helped me get over like me feeling like that, and um. I don't know, man. Like, I, I really just, I, lo- like, I love the Steelers. Like, you know how much I love the Steelers, so yeah. I don't, I don't ever really worry about necessarily, like, uh, I guess, like, not necessarily, uh, caring about them, not caring about them, and caring about the fantasy game so much more. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I just kind of feel like with even with most things, you know, you're either gonna be interested or you're not. So. If you if you truly love the game, um, then you're gonna love it. If you're just there for, you know, just being something to do because it entertains you, um, not that it's not entertaining, but you know, I, you know, I grew up ball is life, so, uh, <laughs> so so it's just like, so it's yeah. just like you know, for me, uh, watching sports is you know like a piece of me. Um,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, it it. it. It helps you to I mean I feel like fantasy too, it helps you know a lot of people from different teams and know how they compare to other people on Bad different teams. Madden. <laughs> Madden Madden's a whole new like whole other whole nother game right there. But um <laughs> playing Madden for like a dynasty with people that aren't even like there anymore.
0: <laughs> Don't even exist.
1: Yeah tom brady retired like season one and we're on like season like seven
0: (laughs) pretty much but
1: no i mean it just helps it helps like i don't know football is kind of like a community too it helps bring new people in like with fantasy and for betting and for stuff like that so i mean i definitely think fantasy football has made it better for myself and for everyone
0: i agree my brother all right, so we're going to we're going to switch gears over to the gaming portion of this podcast. Um, are there yes, sir Are there um yeah, I'm, I'm excited too, man. Um Are there any games that you're looking forward to? Yeah,
1: man, you said it when we were uh, doing the transition, Gears. Yeah. Gears 5 is going to be I feel like it's going to be freaking awesome. I'm biased towards it cuz I love Gears. I've loved it since Gears One. I've played it with you actually since Gears One came out. Mm -hmm. um, Many 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 hours. Many moons ago.
0: (laughs) And chainsaw Um,
1: killing. Chainsaw killing people, splitting splitting some some heads with the nasher. Like we've been playing Gears of War since it came out around 2006, I believe. Mm -hmm. 2006. That is correct, sir. That is when it came out. Yeah. 2006. So it's I mean it's
0: been 13 years now of locust killing and Coltrane babies. So I'm you know I always tell you, bro, I'm 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 still very impressed with how they continued the franchise. Um I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I thought it was like, going to be like another Halo situation, but oh, it got definitely it. It definitely did not turn out to be that so
1: no dude like i was really skeptical about it when i heard that like marcus and like the children were going to be in it and uh but they made it awesome like i I loved how they incorporated marcus into it and stuff like that like that was like that was really cool and i'm glad they did that because like it still has that like nostalgia feeling but like it's also like a transition to like a maybe a new era of gears 100%,
0: a hundred percent man. And yeah, the I'm online really,
1: is still just shotguns everywhere, so it's great.
0: <laughs> I'm really I'm really excited for um that game to come out. I I was gonna actually talk about control um on the podcast, but by the time that it actually comes out, um it'll you know, or by the time that like the actual podcast comes out my like, control will probably be out. Yeah. So I uh, just just figure there's no point. Um But I am very excited for that game. I don't know if you know much about it. I don't. Um. Well, I don't know much about it just because it seems like it's a wild game. Like it seems like it's one of those like Alan Wake, Alan Wake kind of crazy games. But I do know that the developer that made it was the same developer that made Max Payne and Alan Wake. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'd definitely be interested in trying it though for sure. Yeah, man. So i've heard some pretty good things so far so uh like i said i'll I'll probably check it out um over time you know especially as the season goes on um for gaming and fantasy season i'm pretty sure we'll move a little bit more into um more gaming podcasts more gaming related podcasts yeah just because we're moving like into the thick of uh gaming season but yeah man Gears is definitely a headliner for what I'm uh what I'm trying to play uh well especially especially you know in the next month or so the games that are going to be releasing I'm I'm pretty much probably going to be only playing Gears and uh, I'm pretty excited for 2k as well I think yeah dude for sure I was gonna definitely happen.
1: definitely going to do a playthrough on Gears uh stored mode before I hit on one. Oh, you got uh,
0: to bro that's tradition yeah, for sure. You don't. You, gotta, you don't even look at the online menu before you finish the story. It's too
1: tempting, man.
0: It's too tempting to just pick up
1: that Nasher and or switch from that Launcher to that Nasher, and then just go into shotgun warfare 2019. But right.
0: I mean, it's always a good time to whenever we play. I, I love it, man. Horde mode online it's anything anything yeah. gears is awesome <laughs> pretty much man um i'm also very happy that they didn't touch the battle royale um i don't know if they plan on adding that i'm assuming not i would hope not for gears yeah i mean do you do you like the battle royale games i know i know you play you've played a little more of them than i have um um
1: Honestly, man, like I like them. They're fun because it's it's just a really cool concept to me, like a Hunger Games kind of concept, but not like the stupid love story. But yeah. um, it's like it's no, it's it's super. It's a super cool concept, but to me, like it just gets boring after a while. Like I know, like every situation's kind of different. You can drop at different points. But it's all just relatively the same. Like you in Fortnite, you you build a structure. If you're not building, if you if you're not good at building, you're kind of screwed.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I've never really been a time killer type of person, so I don't really play games to kill time. So I and that's, I don't, what, and
1: that's what Fortnite seems like because mm-hmm. there's no story to it. There's just like battle royale or like building like doing your own like custom game which is fine like if that's what you like like i'm not knocking it at all but like to keep my attention going like there's days where i just feel like playing single player or story mode but i mean i like PUBG a lot like maybe this just because of the people that we were playing with but pubg is fun it's it's more realistic you don't have to i don't like the building aspect of it and that's probably
0: cuz i'm not good at it but <laughs> i mean i mean I, I don't i don't i think the people that are good at the game are just like most gamers like you know they put the time yeah. into it yeah, but i, I mean, but i also like i don't know man i i i'm more of a a minimalist when it comes to most things so especially when it comes to my games like i I like to be straight to the point and kind of like all right man like if we're gonna play battlefield or gears or something like what's the what's the goal what are we doing all right kill them all right good like let's just do it (laughs) like have a good time talk some stuff
1: you don't want to worry about like all right i gotta build like the freaking sears tower in order to survive (laughs) yeah like, I just want to, like, I want to go and kill people. I want to go and capture the point. Like, I want to go and, like, do whatever. Like, my, I don't want my objective to be you get to the final 10 and then build a mansion and, like, see, see what happens. Like, I just spent, like, all this time
0: gathering like those, resources. Those end of the game, building a mansion. On, on gears.
1: Yeah, just to just to die from like some stupid like shot that probably didn't even hit you. Mhm. And I mean, it's like I said, it's it's fun concept, concept, but it just gets boring to me after a while. Like I maybe it's cuz like a lot of multiplayer games that I played are Gears and Halo, and that's just cuz like the investment into them, but what honestly is the thing that got you invested into them? It's the story. I agree. I it's was going to say the same thing. It's the story. It's the, um,
0: word I'm looking for here. It's the, it's, no, I mean, it's the story, the lore, like the, it's really the character, like the
1: attachment to the characters is a whole nother thing too. Like, like Coltrane, master chief, like, I, I I dude, I, Geralt, I agree, man. From The Witcher, like you gain an attachment to like characters. It's like, it's like a
0: movie. You know, I, like that. you know, I mostly play, uh, like single player RPG. So I, you, yeah, I, you know, exactly what that is. What I agree. Like. I agree with everything that you just said over the, this last stretch of time, because yeah. I, 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 I don't really. I don't really have a negative thing to say about Apex or Fortnite or any of those games. I I just kind of realize, like they're not for me. And like if I'm going to play a shooter, I'm probably going to play something that's a little more uh I guess you could say like on the nose. I just kind of yeah. just kind of like to the point cuz that's just the type of combat that I like. Yeah, you're Real-
1: you're a deathmatch kind of guy. I and mean, so am
0: I. Realistically, so- if I get in a gunfight, I'm not going to fucking like cons- consult the nearest architect on how to like survive. Like <laughs> the, 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 you know, I'm not gonna have time for that. Like, <laughs> like it's it's really just it's really just a matter of like, all right, yeah. it's battle time, me versus you. You can hide behind that rock, but you know,
1: yeah, you're not gonna make a make a call to like Ted Mosby or something like that and be like, hey man, <laughs> what is the best structure I can build right now in order to not get shot? A hundred percent, man. No, uh, it's just like gears, like. You hide behind a wall, or like crouch behind a wall, and that's it. Halo, you don't like old Halo, like Halo
0: Two. You don't even have that option. Well, are you are you gonna get like some of the new systems when they come out, or oh, for sure. are you gonna are you gonna wait? Like, I'm hopping while? on I'm hopping on the
1: Xbox as soon as it like relatively soon after it comes out, and then. <laughs> I'll get the I'll get the PlayStation too. Probably probably not too far after, just because I mean, the exclusives. Like I love MLB the Show, like stuff like that. My girlfriend that has, has a PlayStation. She loves PlayStation, so I'm definitely gonna get one of those too. Sounds like a sounds like a keeper, man. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm gonna do my best, but I I love yeah. Xbox. I can't yeah, get I'll anything try. besides Xbox because. I, I I love Gears, Halo, all that stuff. I'll um, never stop playing them as long as I keep making them. But um PlayStation is a hell of a good system too.
0: But, well, I I think one of the things too that uh they've unsuccessfully tried to do is dive more into the lore of like like and that was another thing I was saying earlier about uh me being worried about Gears do, pulling a Halo cuz it was Like for me, they didn't have to do. They didn't have to go the route that they went with Halo, but I really think they went that route because it wasn't the same minds that were working on the original game. Exactly. And and like for better, for better or worse, like people can hate ideas or want them to change, but sometimes it's like there was really nothing wrong with the story that you were telling because you had you had only told such a small piece of it that there was so much more to go and your core fan base of players wasn't complaining about the game. Like no, they, everybody
1: like, loved it. <laughs> exactly. So like, I remember we were playing, I think we were playing with Sean, man. And it was, I forgot which halo it was, but they had that stupid ass armor lock. That, that, that sounds was, like Halo reach. I think it was Halo reach. And then we were just like, what the heck is that (laughs) why is that here i don't like that like if you're gonna if you're gonna get if let me throw my sticky at you and have it explode in your face you know
0: well that was also like uh like i know like i know you and sean were also disappointed with battlefront and like to and that's like that's like to me like when you have like i i didn't really play it as much obviously, but, um, or any, like, any of the Battlefronts, but to me, it's really a matter of, like, when you have people that pour, like, hours into a game, and then, like, they play the next iteration of it, and they're, like, thoroughly disappointed. Bro, don't even get I, me started with, about that. Yeah. With it's destiny. It, it's just really, like, I, I don't I don't think that's any of anything else, but they're just really just trying to make money, and especially like the microtransactions are are that's whole a huge thing now. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to um touch on that the next episode. Um, yeah, for I mean, sure. I'll
1: make man. sure
0: I'll make sure to make a note of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's that, like I could talk to you about the Destiny and Destiny Two for however long you have in your remaining life, like. <laughs> I mean, I poured like well over three thousand hours in that game, and then played Destiny two for like seventy <laughs> or something like that.
0: It was something crazy. I think we should also uh, touch on that next up podcast as well.
1: I think that would be a great man. copy since they have yeah. a
0: Shadowkeep coming out.
1: Yeah, make episode. a note of it, and we'll we'll talk about it next episode.
0: Yeah, I did. Um. I don't. I haven't heard anything ridiculous about what they're doing in the next generation of consoles, but it definitely seems like it's going to be even kicked up a notch from the One X, which is no, pretty, which it, is it pretty impressive.
1: Be. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to come out with a whole new system, there's got to be something different. That's how I look at it. I mean, you got to have something to make me want to buy it. You, I want to spend that... It, something that I want to spend that $500 bad enough on.
0: Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably gonna buy it anyway. I mean, yeah, that's what we do. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm, I'm probably probably.
1: We're all we're, we're all talking until that <laughs> system comes out, and we're like, man, I want that. <laughs> it's I like the new iPhone that comes out. It's not that much different, but it's new and you want it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I, I pretty much know I'm buying it at this point. I don't even I don't even try to lie to myself. Um. But yeah, um. I really feel like we we had a good episode um i wanna i wanna touch on like one more topic before before we leave because i I really feel like uh then i would say like the last three to five years uh mobile gaming has definitely taken off mm-hmm. um and i and I know that's a direct result of the you know the power of the processors and the phones increasing. Yeah, Um, But I've seen some really, really interesting mobile games. Um, And especially like all types of demographics of people playing them, Um, you know, older, younger, lots of people just, you know, especially because we're on our phones all the time. So lots of people just playing different types of um, games. Uh, Any ones in particular you want to like talk about or like that you're playing or cause I know Man, that you're, the, you're the main one that got me into like just even playing anything on my phone. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I've played, I've played clash Royale since it's come out like about three years ago. Uh, it's like a card strategy game based off of clash of clans like or um, characters um played marvel strike force for a little while there that was super fun because i love marvel the latest one that i'm on though is uh
0: it's gears pop it's yeah you told me about that one
1: Yeah, it's just Clash Royale with Gears of War characters and it's so cool to me and it's really probably really cool to you too because of the nostalgia of the characters and the attachment of the characters. But in a strategy form, like we're both smart. is Is that how
0: Clash Royale is?
1: Yeah. Minus like the crouching to take like the point right there. Right. Um that's how Clash Royale is. Interesting. So it's like that car it's like a strategy game. Um it's like this card strategy game, and you just you tr- like you the placement of your of your cards matter. Like saving like your little in Clash, it's elixir. I don't know what it's called here, but the little thing on the bottom that gets up to ten. Saving that matters, like to use it at a certain point. So it's it's really cool. Like the amount of strategy that you can put into this game to be good at it, and also like having like the gears nostalgia. Is just super cool to me because I love gears. So,
0: <laughs> nah, bro, I feel you, man. I I put like I said, I I played it a little bit, and I actually like, uh, I actually was like Cold Train, baby, like when uh yeah. when I saw him pop up on the phone. So, nah, you're definitely right. Uh, I I definitely think that was a good move to um to make that phone or uh, to make that game right before Gears Five comes out. One hundred percent. Um, I, mean, I know. You can get I get to your Xbox account too, so it's kind of cool. Oh, you can? Yeah, I don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, I know. I know you also said that. Um, you started playing a little bit of Marvel Strike Force. I was playing that like probably played it a little. Oh, I actually played it a lot. I'm not gonna lie. I probably had like a little bit of an addiction to it, like for a little bit, like a year or so ago. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really played it as much. But I, I did get on recently. When you told me that you had checked it out and I uh, just kind of see seen what they did with it. Um really cool game, man. If if you're just a if you're just a fan of the Marvel Universe, um obviously I'm I'm a big uh, Iron Man and Spider Man fan, so I was yeah. all up in that. But uh It's not a
1: super complicated game to play either, so it's like <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know? turn based, turn yeah. based like the old Final Fantasy games. So, yeah, it's turn, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really cool game, in my opinion. Another, another game I play a lot is, uh, Toon Blast. I don't really play it, I don't really play it as much anymore. Tune um, Blast? I've never heard of that. Yeah. I, I ended up, uh, back when we had the, the Hulu with the ads, me and my girlfriend, um, were like watching watching it one day and Ryan Reynolds was like sponsoring it. So right. Ryan Ryan Reynolds has like all these ads. Like you should probably check them out on YouTube. They're pretty funny. But That's they're awesome. like they're like all these ads of him like pretty much being addicted to playing Toon Blast. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to check that out. It's it's a really it's kinda like Candy Crush. Um but it's a pretty it's a pretty fun game. Like I'm on some like ungodly level. I think I'm on like almost on like level two thousand. Um, yeah like i said me and my girlfriend play that game quite a bit we actually like talk smack to each other sometimes because like because <laughs> like, awesome. i got because like i'll be down like the 200 levels and then um i'll just catch back up and be like dude what have you been doing man i was like i was like, <laughs> I was like you, you even, stuck on you, you stuck play, on that bro? level i'm like you <laughs> stuck on that level you need some help I'm like what's up <laughs> you gonna catch up today or are you gonna wait yeah man i'm gonna download no. it right now i'm you Yes, yeah, you can try it, bro. <laughs> you can try it, bro. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I I feel like this was a good episode. Um, absolutely, yeah. Think, uh, I think definitely, uh, you know, we'll check it out. See what else is going on. Uh, like I said, I a little long, but I definitely feel like we covered um, everything that we wanted to cover. And
1: yeah, absolutely, and I mean, enjoyed it, man yeah it was a lot of fun it was just normal conversation pretty much between like for us so
0: yeah pretty much
1: i could talk a lot longer oh
0: absolutely (laughs) infinite things to talk about here 100 but um but yeah man so uh just once again and to anybody that uh took the time out to listen uh really appreciate it um you can definitely look forward to a new episode of uh a little bit of bad advice in another week or two um gonna be some uh good topics um see we got like the the apple event soon um like i said we'll probably touch on the microtransactions uh destiny 2 coming out some more great games coming out uh, <laughs>
1: absolutely always some,
0: man. always some good stuff coming out man uh And I guess by that point, Gears will be out too. So, you know, we can be able to talk about that as well. September 10th. Yeah, man. Um, kind of want to take the day off of work for it. I mean, I'm not saying you could get sick. Catching a cold already, man. I feel it, but you might get sick. (laughs) But yeah, brother. Um, so pretty much, uh, that's it. I guess, uh, we'll sign it off for that for the night
1: sounds good